Guys, welcome to Better Bachelor. This is Joker. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about starting over, which is what I'm doing here with my channel, at least here on YouTube. And I want to talk about a little bit about my story, because if you're going to sit here and listen to me spout on about all my opinions on things and topics and different things, I think it's important that you know my background and where I'm coming from. And then maybe you can say, you know, I've got a similar experience as, as that, or or man, I, I, I hope I never have that experience. So, you know, when I was in school, um, I didn't have a steady girlfriend. I was in a lot of sports and I, I casually dated a lot of girls, but I didn't have anything serious until after I graduated, I joined the military and I did four years and I was a law enforcement officer. And when I was there, I ended up meeting a girl and we dated for about two years and we decided to get married. And after getting married, um, we were only together about six months and she went home to visit family and she never returned. And so uh, I quit my job, raced back to the town that she was from, which is where I had been working and, and been in the military, uh, only to find out that she had, uh, when she was home visiting her family, she met an old boyfriend and I guess he was a trust fund kid or something because he had a lot of money. And uh, he was driving her around in a Ferrari and doing doing their thing. <clears throat> and at the time, I said to myself, you know, she was a great girl. I probably could have kept her if I had more money or if, if, if I had what he had. Maybe I could have kept her. Well, we had been married for six months and then we got divorced, obviously, after that happened. And I was, at the time, I think 21 or so. And from there, I spent the next six, seven years just kind of doing the bachelor thing, right? The I guess you'd call them players, right? If you take a bachelor that likes to casually date, they're a player. If uh, you take a girl that likes to casually date, she's empowered, right? So I spent the next seven or eight years casually dating, and I dated a lot. Um, I was probably a little bit codependent. Like I didn't really, um, I didn't really spend much time alone. I kind of went from, you know, dating this girl to dating that girl, and I just kind of blazed through. And you know, my first my first wife was very very pretty. She worked for a, uh, she did hair salon haircutting in her part time, but most of the time she was a model for ads for a, uh, I guess you'd call it a chain store. Like there's J.C. Penney's and there's Sears, and so she used to do modeling for that, and and uh, so she was a very pretty girl, and so after we went our separate ways, I said, you know, maybe I should instead of focusing so much on on looks, maybe I need to look a little bit more into character. And at the time, this is long before the internet, so you didn't have such things as red flags or you know you had a couple common things you looked out for, but there weren't <clears throat> there weren't lists of things that you could that you could read up about and say, okay, these are some things I need to pay attention to. Speaking of which, I'm going to have a video of red flags and dating coming up here for you guys. I may put it out right after this one. But I didn't have all those warning signs, so I said, you know, maybe my next choice, next girlfriend that I get, uh, she needs to be a little more cerebral, a little bit more here in the head instead of just a pretty face. So when I was about 28 or 29, I ended up meeting a girl, and she was in university. And she was graduating with her PhD, highly educated, funny, um, sensitive, 
wasn't exceptionally beautiful. I would say she was average, but I found her attractive once I got to know her. And uh, we ended up dating again for about two years. And we got married because, you know, my parents have been married for 50 some odd years. My grandparents were 70, 75 years before my, my grandmother passed. Aunt and uncle are still married. I came from a family where you get married, you have kids, you, you know, you do the right thing, you work a you work your job and, and life is good, right? So there was still part of me that felt that marriage was, was the right direction for me. So at, at 30 years old, I got married. And we were together for five years married. And that one kind of went away. That one fell apart because uh, her, I guess her father um, had frontal lobe dementia and he passed away. And she never was really able to cope with that very well. And so she started taking medication. Ativant, Zoloft, things like that, which are, which kind of level you out a little bit, but it also killed any romance and any attraction that was there. And she also worked incredibly long hours. Um, she was teaching at a university, so she was working ten and twelve hours between um, grading papers, coming up with syllabus, um, you know, preparing, preparing uh, all her courses for the day. So I found that I was I was single, uh, even though I was married. I spent all my time alone. I had the guy friends, but, um, you know, when you come home and we talk about what it's like to be alone and, you know, maybe when I go to bed tonight, maybe the dog hops in bed with me, maybe not, but that's all you sleep next to. And somebody said, isn't that very lonely? And I don't know who originally said it. It was a quote by somebody, but I said, and I, but I just repeated it because it's always stuck with me. Loneliness isn't going to bed alone. Loneliness is going to bed with somebody that no longer loves you. And that really, that really hit home for me. I said, man, I felt that. I know what that's like. And, and that really resonated with me. So I've always kind of remembered that, but that's where I was at that point in time. And at the time, you know, being at 35 years old, you say, well, do I try to work it out or do I put myself back out on the market? And so, you know, we, we got divorced and everything in both divorces was very, there wasn't a lot of bickering, fighting. There was no craziness. There was no insanity, but, but both times were very hard on me because I, um, you know, I wanted, I thought being married and having that kind of family thing was, was what was right. After that, again, I was single for, for quite a bit. And then as I closed in on my 40th birthday, 39th birthday, uh, I met somebody and we dated for about two years and kind of the same thing where I said, you know, um, I'm not going to get married this time, but this is somebody I do care about. And we ended up living together and uh, come to find out that she ended up uh, cheating on me. And this time, though, I was a little bit more mentally prepared. It wasn't nearly as soul crushing as, as my divorces had gone. But after finding out um, the cheating and, and how well she hit it, how well she was able to lie, I said, you know, maybe this dating thing isn't right. Either I'm not right for relationships or I'm not finding the right person that's going to be in a relationship with me. Maybe it's just better if I just be alone. And that's when I kind of went back to being a bachelor. So, you know, I, I that really sums up kind of where my life came around to land me into where I want to start my story today of, of starting over and how, you know, a lot of times um, Arnold Schwarzenegger has a pretty cool quote. Um, let me pull it up here. It says, just like in bodybuilding, 
Failure is also a necessity. Uh, let me start that again. Just like in bodybuilding, failure is also a necessary experience for growth in our own lives. For if we never tested to our limits, how will we know how strong we really are? How will we ever grow? So if I had gotten married and lived the next you know, 50 years, um, I probably would have been happy. To, if she was happy and I was happy and you know, we might have, might have had that household. But when I look back to all the things that I've experienced because I'm not married and because I have my free time, I look back and I know that's, I, that I, I don't think marriage was right for me. And that's where we get to new beginnings. So as, as you've noticed now, my 30 some odd videos that were here are now gone. And, and I'll put up the little, the little marker up here, um, kind of explaining, or maybe it's over on this side. Anyway, I'll, I'll explain that, that video explains why I've done what I've done. But by starting over, a lot of times when we break up with somebody or we lose our job or something doesn't go our way and we didn't have another plan, that can be an exceptionally scary time for us. So when she and I had broken up, the, the, I did have a house at one point and I sold it and I was renting. And I found that renting works well for me, at least until I get my bus built and everything, because I know I'm going to be mobile. But at the time I was renting and I was really burnt out on my job and I had saved money for a very long time because I knew I wanted to travel. And so I, I just had a bad day at work and I quit work. I just walked in and I said, here's my two weeks, I'm done. And that was it. And my relationship with her ended and the rent, my apartment lease came up and that was over and that's it. All of a sudden, um, I, I was going to not have a place to stay here for a month. I didn't have a job. And I said, you know, everything is in front of me. Like the world is, is completely open for the first time in my life. I have nothing tying me down. So I ended up selling all my possessions. I sold my two motorcycles. I sold my truck. I sold my furniture. I donated my clothes except for a very small amount. And I bought a backpack and I bought a small solar panel to charge my phones and a battery bank that I actually have right here. And I packed a suitcase and I bought a ticket for Iceland. And that was the only, you know, people ask me, where are you going to go or where are you going to stay or what are you going to do? I didn't know. All I knew is I had a ticket for Iceland. I had an 80 liter backpack with a tent, sleeping bag, air mattress, um, my phone and my clothes. That's it. Uh, you know, and, and some rain gear. And, and that was now the beginning of my life. And I can tell you now, as scary and as hard and as awful sometimes as starting over can be, there can be so much wonderful, awesome opportunity out of it, out of it as well. You know, when I got on that plane and I flew to Iceland, I ended up, um, and I won't go all the way through my travels, but for Iceland specifically, I took 30 days and there it's easy to hitchhike. Everybody picks up hitchhikers. And they also have kind of a, a, a law that, that um, I, and I forget the name of the law, but you can stay anywhere. You can pitch your tent and sleep anywhere on public or public land as long as it's within or 100 meters away from a building. And on private land, you can just ask them. And there's a lot of farmlands and stuff, so you can just knock on someone's door. But the distance between houses is dozens, in some cases, 30, 40 kilometers apart. 
And with a gas station to the next town can be 300 kilometers apart. So I spent all this time walking around and just myself listening to, to podcasts or some music on my on my phone. And I was seeing all these beautiful vistas. And uh, it was in summer. It was June 26th when I flew up there. And I, I stayed until July, um, almost August 1st. And it was, so it was the midnight sun. So the sun never set. Now it was cloudy most of the time I was there. Last year was a horrible season for Iceland. But there were three or four days where I got to see the sun poking through the clouds at midnight. And the sun never really set. It just kind of came down to the horizon and it'd slide for about three hours and then it'd pop back up. So you'd, you'd see half the sun for, for a couple of hours and then it'd come back up and it was daytime. Very hard to sleep. You see, you had to have an eye mask. But spending all that time alone, just walking I'd walk 20, 30 miles or, what, 40 kilometers some days um, without getting a ride. I'd just walk and I'd think and I'd think and I'd think. And I'd think about everything that I had done in my life and all the dating that I had done and all the jobs that I've done and all the areas that I've traveled. I've lived in like nine different states. But I love starting over because it, you know, no matter where you go, there you are. So you can't run away from your problems. But when... When you start over again, the expectations of both that you put on yourself and society puts on you are left behind. So instead of worrying about, uh, you know, how much money I'm going to save or, you know, that I have to vacuum my carpet or I have to mow the lawn or for the first time in my life, I, I had nothing I had to worry about except finding a place to put a tent and how much food to eat to make sure I had enough food to get to the next little gas station or store. And it was the best time of my life. That month felt like a year in comparison to going to work every day. So sometimes I think we we need to push ourselves and we need to challenge ourselves through life. But when you when you always have something that you need to worry about or something that you need to think about or something that you're responsible for or you know a job that's stressing you out or a relationship that's not working out for you, a lot of times people say, well, yeah, but... I don't want to start over or what would I do or and when it's taken away from you a lot of times there's a scramble and you can get scared I'm telling you now that it can be one of the best things to ever happen to you is whether you purposely throw things away and start over or you consciously say okay I I need to just do a reset it's like taking a a chess board or a you know board game and just throwing the pieces off, scattering them all over the floor, and and destroying the puzzle, and and you you're left with a completely clean slate, and out of that you can make absolutely anything you want to. And when I did that, you know, I left a very very good paying engineering job, and I was so excited to get that job, but it didn't turn out to be what I wanted. But I'd probably still be there if I didn't if I didn't just pack it all up and leave because it was. A decent job. It was. It was. It was not fun, but it, it paid the bills very well. But because of just a few little circumstances that all lined up, by throwing everything I had to the wind and starting over completely, my life has not only gone in a better direction, but it's gone in a more freeing and more liberating and more uh, gratifying direction. So, in those times in your life where you find that things aren't going great or you feel like you're in a rut sometimes it's not a little change that you need 
Sometimes you just sometimes you just need to throw everything to the wind and do a hard scramble and say, what do I really want to accomplish with my life? And where do I really want to go? And what do I really want to do? And, you know, for me, like right now, um, I'm not even working. I'm building this bus and I'm putting some videos together for you guys. And, and I'm enjoying a little bit of downtime after my travels. But once my bus is done, well, I know where I'm going to live, but I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know what I'm going to do for work. And, uh, you know, the, the time that I need to find something is going to, to get quicker and quicker because I can't live off my savings forever. I'm not ready for retirement, certainly. But, you know, when you, when you start over again, you can chase your passions. You can find what was broken and fix it again. Same thing with my channel. There were, there, I, I had some videos out with some bad language where I was angry and I was frustrated. And it doesn't mean that, that those were bad videos, but it gives me the opportunity now to change the format a little bit. Yes, to, to maybe uh, coincide with, with some of the, the policies that, that I need to do to stay online. But it's also a chance to really explore what I want to do with things. And, and I would say do the same thing with your life. Really explore what you want to do and where you want to go. And sometimes just throwing it all away and starting from scratch without a backup plan, without all these meticulous uh, schemes. Sorry, my dog's freaking out over something. All these meticulous schemes may end up in, the, in many ways to be the right thing for you. So I thought I'd toss that out there as my as uh, my thought for the day here. I'll have another uh, video back up behind this one. As always, you can follow me on my on my other channels. If you want to leave comments, please go to my BitChute channel. Uh, since I'm going to have them turned off on on my stuff over here because of all the all the lovely trolls that like to come and visit. Guys, this is Joker. This is Better Bachelor. I appreciate y'all for joining me, and I'll talk to you again real soon. Thank <laughs> you.